to Break It Down, a ScanSource podcast brought to you by Cisco. On this podcast, we take complex tech topics and break them down for the non-tech listener with your hosts, Gabby, Ian, and Kyle. It is another edition of Break It Down, a ScanSource podcast brought to you by our friends at Cisco. Today, we're going to shed some insights, literally, on full stack observability. You sound so serious. <laughs> serious topic. You already got one of the buzzwords just in your opener. Though. Oh, I, I, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much, but I know that that's a key word in what we're going to talk about today, Kyle. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. yeah, my knowledge of this comes from a few Cisco events that I've attended where we they talk about like the Chipotle app and how when it doesn't work, you can use App Dynamics, which is full stack observability, to remediate the problems with the app. So that's my knowledge coming into this. I say that because I think it's important for that my simple minds to just be at the top of your minds, Kyle, while we go through this. Great. So let's start where we always start. I can't imagine the timeline is very long, but when did this start? Yeah, so we'll get into breaking it down here in just a minute to make it more consumable. But what I'll start by saying is this topic, like some of our other topics, is really a conglomeration of things that we've talked about in the past. And, you know, we use this phrase in the industry of single pane of glass, and we want to stop chair swiveling. And there's all these these terms that mean someone that's providing a service to someone usually has to log into different systems in order to provide that one single service. As consumers, you experience it every time you try to pay your bills. You're just trying to pay bills, but you have to log into 10 different bill providers in order to achieve the goal of paying your bills. So in the service world, the single pane of glass concept of having everything in front of you with one login and having visibility in all the different systems in one place is a tremendous amount of value. So I don't know that this topic truly has a beginning because it's a combination of, of insights. It's a combination of visibility. It's a combination of activities and actions. So anyway, Hard to put a pin on a date for this one. All right. That's fair. The good news for you is my chair doesn't swivel. So, Oh, great. And I'm standing today, so I don't even have a chair, period. Gabby uh, looks like she's actively swiveling while we're talking. I about think this. I swivel every, like, throughout every call, and it's probably very obnoxious for those on a call with me, but I'm like fidgety. So, I, yes, my I, chair is swiveling. <laughs> I fidget while standing. So... All right, let's let's try a different avenue then. If there isn't a, a starting place, what is it? And if you can make a comparison to something that I would know, please do. That's right. Yep. So let's 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 break down terms and kind of start with describing it. So so this one is the topic of the podcast is full stack observability. In there, the stack word is obviously important and observability is also important. So let me use an example to get us grounded, something everybody can relate to, which is an e-commerce website. So Gabby, you own your own business. And in your own business, you you sell what? What do you sell, Gabby? Let's get an example going. 
Shoes. Italian leather. Okay. So Gabby sells Italian leather shoes, and she wants to do so online. So she would need some form of e-commerce website. We all know the big ones, the Amazons, the Walmart.coms, the whatever. So everybody's got an e-commerce site these days, and Gabby wants one to sell her shoes on. So in order to accomplish that, let's say we're not just going out and buying it. We're not going to go buy software. So if we were going to spin up an e-commerce website, we'd have to have a software developer that designs the website and designs the e-commerce uh, transaction. You'd have somebody in marketing defining user stories and user journey and the user experience and what do you want the branding to look like. There's elements of an e-commerce site like what do the buttons do? What browser do we want to support? How do we take payment? Do we accept credit cards? Do we accept PayPal? Also, all of those decisions go with cryptocurrency, maybe? Cryptos. Yes, there you go. So all those decisions about what you want the software to do all kind of define the application. So the e-commerce website is the application. And when we're talking about full stack observability, the application is the key. This isn't a hardware software thing. It's how do users or customers interact with applications? So Gabby's got an e-commerce site. Somebody has developed the e-commerce site. It lives in the cloud. You have to have internet access to get to it. It's got a user journey that's expected. You get to the site, you click search, you find the shoes, you click add to cart. So all of those things that define your journey on the site, your experience, all of that goes into the software itself, so into the application itself. So there's some very technical terms in the background. There's sort of the retail analogy here, the front of house and back of house. There's the part of the site that the customer sees, and then there's this part of the site that the IT organization sees. They're different, right? So this is, using the e-commerce website as an example, makes it sort of realistic, but this could be any app on your smartphone. It could be SAP, it could be Salesforce, it could be any application in the world. There's a user front end, and then there's the back end that the people that are responsible for supporting the application see. So ground level number one is we have to have an application to make this story relevant, to be able to explain this. So we have an app, and then when we define what the stacks are. So stack is... Generically, it's just a set of components of the application. So I think of it as a set of components that, as a company, Gabby's Shoes decided to use in order to achieve a certain experience with our customer through this application. So there's a bunch of different stacks, which is why we start talking about conglomeration here, bringing everything into a visibility app. Does that include hardware in addition to software? That's right. Yep. So the application itself is written in certain programming languages. There's a bunch of words out there may mean something to the general audience, Java, Python. We were joking about HTML5 because of the system we're using to record the podcast. So there's all these languages and protocols and programming languages, programming environments out there. That's part of an application stack. There's also the technology stack, software, hardware. There's the infrastructure stack. How do we connect the users to the application? There's 
the internet, there's edge compute, there's all the things that we've talked about as we've defined the network in previous podcasts. So all of those elements, the technology, the software, the infrastructure, the network, all of them have their own individual stacks, components. Full stack is looking at all of them together. So instead of chair swiveling and having a support organization look at the network only, if you use something like full stack observability, you can now see everything all at once and you can quickly identify, as you said with your Chipotle example, quickly identify and remediate errors. So that's the the stack part of it, of our definition. Then observability is just what it sounds like. It's just visibility into all of those things at once, essentially. That's crazy. Yep. That's my so, that's my overall statement on that. There is <laughs> technology out there that can, in a single pane of glass, measure all of those things and help identify where there might be issues. Yep. There's a couple of scenarios I want you guys to think about just in helping cement the idea. So if Gabby's got her shoe store and somebody's using the online experience, one of the scenarios I want you to think about is that user runs into a problem somewhere along the way. And they contact Gabby and say, I'm trying to buy these mid-calf boots. I tried to check out. It didn't work. So now what? What does it didn't work mean? So now you've got this interaction between Gabby's IT person and this user. And they're troubleshooting. They're, what did you click on? And what did you do here? And what did it say on the screen? And so you've got this really messy, really expensive, really long remediation process where you're trying to solve this problem for the customer. Key point here in this scenario is the customer told you that it happened. So you're responding, you're reacting to an event like what I do all day long. We're responding to trouble tickets because somebody had a problem with the application. So you've got IT people looking at logs and doing tracing and, oh, wait, it looks like you're using whatever, Safari browser. We would really prefer you used Chrome. So like all of those things go into this kind of troubleshooting step. And if you don't have full stack observability, it's really, really difficult to do all the troubleshooting of all the different elements, the front end, the back end, the internet access, the you name it. If you were using PayPal, that's a whole separate API that's not even yours. So now you've got to go to PayPal and work with them. So imagine how difficult this is for one, one transaction. The key there is you also can't, well, as expensive as that sounds to do with human beings asking questions and troubleshooting, you also don't know that the problem wasn't the user, right? We always say that in my organization. The uh, problem usually resides between the chair and the keyboard. I think that's usually true when I have a technical issue. <laughs> <laughs> you call them ID10T errors? Anyway, you also have to, should, should be paying attention to and prioritizing issues that are truly negatively impacting the user experience and not every little random error message. You guys are smart device users. You frequently download new apps. And one of the things the app asks you is, do you want to send diagnostic information to the app developers to help us with feedback? I imagine. Say no. <laughs> yep. I always yeah. say no. That's right. So imagine and always saying a problem? yes. I feel Gosh, like you're going to say yes. Be good, like 
so to say. <laughs> well, imagine if you did say yes. I thought my data is going to mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving people that for free. <laughs> okay. Hypothetically. I want something in return, okay? Yeah, what do I get? <laughs> but if you provided diagnostic information willingly, and so did every other user, imagine the amount of data that they would have to go through. So these systems that we're talking about in this this concept of full stack observability, these systems are designed to automatically review the stacks, automatically review the hardware infrastructure to see if it's overused or underused, to see if you're getting a bunch of errors on a single page. Like all of that stuff is intended to be automated so that the IT organization can prioritize the things that are important and not looking at every little, I entered my password incorrectly style of error on a website. So that's scenario one. Scenario two is what if the user never told you that they were having a problem with your website and they just left and went and bought shoes somewhere else? That was where my mind went. Like how many people are not reporting it? Because I feel like normally, yeah, if I have an error, I'll just be like, eh, maybe I'll try again tomorrow. Like I probably wouldn't. Or you go to a competitor. Yeah. You You go to Kyle's leather shoes. That's right. You just go to the next. You just go to the next link in your Google search. So, I mean, we as consumers have no tolerance for slow websites, inaccurate websites, or error messages, and we're not loyal to brands enough to hang around and wait for somebody to fix it. We'll just go. We'll move on to the, to the next one. So that's the other scenario where full stack observability comes into play is if you don't have to rely on your user group to tell you that they're having problems, you can measure How long are people lingering on websites? When they click this button on my website, how long are they there? How often do they hit back? How often are they buying something that we recommended instead of buying the thing that that was a search result? So all of that data analytics goes into something. And if you feed all that into the IT organization, they can see that's the other scenario where full stack observability comes into play is if you don't have to rely on your user group to tell you that they're having problems. You can measure how long are people lingering on websites. When they click this button on my website, how long are they there? How often do they hit back? How often are they buying something that we recommended instead of buying the thing that that was a search result? So all of that data analytics goes into something. And if you feed all that into the IT organization, they can see things like that page loads too slow and they can review the elements of that page, part of the stack and see what part of the page is loading slowly. So I saw, I mean, you know, you can find any stat you want to on the internet. So I saw somebody quoted an Amazon survey. So it's a second hand information, but it said every hundred milliseconds of latency on a website costs you 1% of sales. So that's insane. So if you think about, it, I'm the yep. worst for that. I, yep. I'm out. I'm quit. You, you don't get a lot of time with me unless you're a brand. If you're, if I'm a loyal customer, fine. If you're net new to me, I haven't heard of you. If someone recommended it, or I got served an Instagram ad for something that I talked about yesterday, and I clicked on it. You get not a lot of time with me before I get frustrated and leave. Yeah. Yeah. So this topic, today's topic is really about less about the consumer's experience. Well, it's not, but it's less about defining the consumer's experience. It's 
look in the back end, look at the IT organization, the technical organization, the development teams, the operations teams. What can we do to give them enough information to ensure that the customer experience is the best possible customer experience, that the application delivers on the business goal? Whatever we design the application to do, is it doing that? And are people using it and happy in doing so? And if not, let's prioritize the things that need to be fixed and make it happen before other customers experience it. And it's and it seems proactive. It happens in the background. So it seems like full stack observability is a little bit of, I'm going to work with me here, is kind of like our podcast for technology in that it takes all of these different data points and complexities and kind of ties it into a nice, neat bow for the business owner or IT person and gives them a kind of like high-level, common contextual thread of what is wrong that anyone can understand. It is less about making it generally consumable. So I would take the business owner out of your explanation. So we couldn't read it, Ian and I would be like, what? But you could probably read it, Kyle? Uh, I have looked for, I mean, I'm sure you guys have too, done Google searches on this topic before we got here today. And I've seen images of applications that provide full stack observability. And I've looked at the screens and gone, whoa, why would anybody ever spend their day looking at that? But it happens. And I'm not in IT. So, I mean, there are IT organizations which are way bigger than my companies. There can't be anything bigger than Ian's. But there's IT organizations who are in the business of writing applications. That's the key. So we don't write apps at ScanSource. We aren't software developers. But there are companies out there that their intellectual property is the application that they wrote. Think Facebook. Think Instagram. So their IT organizations would sit in front of these dashboards and look at page load times or click-through rates on certain pages and certain ads, and they can see green, yellow, red indications of when there are problems and start immediately responding to them without a ticket showing up indicating that there was some kind of problem. Internet outages or outages within POPs or carriers or whatever are another big one because the user has no idea. The user is interacting with your application. Things start to slow down or they start to fail. They might tell you that. And then the first thing you do is, well, what device are you on? And what browser are you using? Meanwhile, in the background, there's some major East Coast outage. (laughs) That's really the root of the problem. So this single pane of glass concept for observability would allow an IT organization to immediately see, whoa, we have a major outage, let's reroute. And then that way, we limit the number of users on our application that are experiencing problems. Would something like Google Analytics be one of the pillars that you could see in full stack observability? Yep. Yeah. So that's that's a great example. So we talk about full stack observability today. If you look at what the elements of observability really are, there's visibility, there's insights, and then there's action or activity or whatever you want to call the the last one. So essentially, we're capturing data, which is the, the visibility part. Do we have visibility into the data? The insights are, okay, we've seen the data. Is any of this meaningful? Do I care about how many times somebody types in their password incorrectly? Probably not. Do I care that that page loads slowly? 
yes, I do care if the page loads slowly. So that's an insight. I need to pay attention to that. And then the last element is the action part, which is what do we do about it? So Google Analytics and, and, a, and a bunch of all these other big data style sources or companies like Google Analytics provides visibility. And Google Analytics does a good job of also providing a little bit of the insight, like, hey, this isn't just a stat. We think this is a meaningful stat. And here you go. By the way, just because I get cheeky little remarks from my teams, we have, my readout from my team every month is called Stat Stories and Activities. It always has been. They go, oh, God, this sounds like a marketing meeting. And I'm going, no, like, <laughs> we have to see, I want to see the numbers, but the numbers by themselves are meaningless. So I need to know the the numbers and the story. There's also things we don't do or that we do that we don't measure. Those are activities. So a lot of this sounds like this in the full stack observability area. You have IT organizations that are looking at data, extracting stories out of the data and acting upon it. Now, again, all within a single pane of glass. And I think back to the definition of this, and I meant to mention this earlier, but observability is like, I feel like, okay, we have, we have something monitoring what's happening. No, observability kind of goes beyond that, right? Where it's actually providing like actionable insights to the IT person, not the business owner, to uh, remediate whatever the issue is. So wrapping up, because we, we're running long, but wrapping up, this seems like something that is going to increase in importance and also increase from a performance standpoint in that it should only continue to get better, right? Like it, we're still kind of early in the maturation of what full stack observability looks like. Yeah, I'll take the hint and keep this this answer short to your question. But when applica- we used to develop applications, we did it all on servers and everything was physical and in racks in your building. And then we started moving to the cloud and blah, blah, blah. Digital transformation has happened and everybody's moving to the cloud. So now you have all this stuff, resources in the cloud. Well, you lose visibility into the things that you need to support your apps when it moves into, you could lose visibility. That's where the chair swiveling comes in. So now you're logging into Azure for this and, and AWS for this and whatever. So you're, you're in all these different systems, finding your apps and where your apps have been deployed and where your hardware infrastructure is. Gabby was talking about the Meraki dashboard and while we were in the green room. So like, that's another pane of glass. You got to go look in to see your network infrastructure. So the more in our businesses evolve to where the IT is moving to the cloud, the more things like full stack observability are going to become important. And just really quick, a third scenario in the Gabby thing is what if everything's running great? Customers are happy. The website seems to be fine. And then you get your bill from your cloud provider and you go, oh, my God, we're using so much fill in the blank. We're using so much CPU, so much memory, so much cloud storage, so much bandwidth to provide this great customer experience. That's really bad. Like your costs outweigh what you're going to make in many cases. So part of the value as we move to the cloud is systems like full stack observability systems, the software that conglomerate all this stuff together, help call those things out too. Yes, you've moved to the cloud. Now watch your costs because your costs are usage costs. And so they can start to identify things like you have a, uh, you're underutilizing this over here or you're overutilizing this over here, make changes, save money, be more effective. All right. I like I, that. That feels like a perfect way to end this. I love the example of Gabby's Italian leather shoes. I will never forget that. <laughs>
<laughs> and I now understand what full stack observability is. Great. Me too. Mission accomplished. WebEx by Cisco is the leading enterprise solution for video conferencing, online meetings, screen share, and webinars. WebEx has one app for everything and everyone, with calling, meetings, messaging, and events in the cloud for teams of all sizes. WebEx is trusted by 85% of Fortune 500 companies and is adaptable for any work style, role, or device so you can choose when, where, and how you work. Reach out to evolve at scansource.com for more information on WebEx.